It's always fun to take a little dive into the past, unless it's traumatic. Hello friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where imperfect people have imperfect conversations. My name is Christina, your host, and today the imperfection is going to be very apparent because some stuff came up that I really wanted to talk about, and in order to make room for them, I had to move some of the normal segments around. So what's going to be happening today is that... I'm going to be giving my mental health update as usual, and then I'm going to be playing a little chat that I had with my sister Caroline regarding a text that my cousin sent about the podcast. Uh, And then at the end, of course, we'll be reading your answers to last week's pickle poll. So without further ado, I guess I'll start by saying that today I am super anxious Sundays always suck just because I'm worried about going to work the next day and fitting in all the things that I was quote-unquote supposed to do over the weekend that I put off. Uh, It's hard because on one hand you want to be productive and do things, capital T things, and just make yourself so busy that you don't have time to think about how time is slipping away and We're all just victims of this capitalist system that doesn't value us as human beings. Yeah, um, (laughs) I don't even remember what I was talking about. But yeah, on one hand, you want to be productive. But then on the other hand, you're thinking, when do I have the time, any other time during the week to relax? I should just not do anything. I should just be indulgent and eat the things I want and occupy my time the way that I want. And for me, that means taking edibles and reading and spending a lot of time on Instagram and then falling asleep at eight o'clock. But then I wake up the next day and I'm like, wow, I wasted a whole day. And now I have to do the podcast. Now I have to empty the litter. Now I have to do laundry and all this stuff. And it just gets really exhausting. And on top of it all, I'm an anxious person in general uh, who is trying to enjoy my life and be grateful for all the the many things that I have, but who also struggles with mental health and low-key does not want to exist. (laughs) So I feel like every time I sit down to record, I have to just push past the initial wall of procrastination and anxiety and laziness. And then once I get going, it's usually fine. Uh, And if it's not fine, then at least it's authentic, eh? Um. So I was just talking to my mom about um, last week's episode with my friend Rachel. Hey y'all, future Christina here. Um, My guest on that episode was not named Rachel. Her name is Nicole. Uh, I I think I got confused because when my mom was talking to me about the episode, she referred to her as Rachel and I've had so many Rachels on that I didn't even question it. But yeah, editing it now, I'm really fucking embarrassed that I called my recent guest by the wrong name so whenever I say Rachel just know that I mean Nicole (laughs) okay back to the episode she talked about converting to Judaism during COVID we also talked about a lot of other things of course uh, such as suicidal ideation and depression um kind of a a bleaker conversation of course we tried to put humor on it we oftentimes do But it's still um, one of the more serious episodes of Pickles and Vodka lately, and 
there are a few times that we talk disparagingly about Christianity because we have both been impacted negatively by Christianity and we talk about it. And apparently my mom listened and she felt like she was being attacked. And um, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about it because I want to make everyone happy. Like I'm a people pleaser and especially my mom. My mom is someone whose opinion I respect a lot and I love her. But also I don't lump my mom in with Christianity or even Christians. And if I do, then it's unconscious and I'm sorry. And um, thank you to her for holding me accountable if I said anything that would make people who are Christians feel like shit. Um, but also I, I think organized religion can be extremely toxic and it is, was toxic to me and uh, I don't know if I'm the kind of person who can even have an unbiased conversation about it. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe I, I shouldn't be trying to have conversations with people about religion when I am incapable of approaching it in an unbiased way. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it kind of sucked because my mom was upset about it. Um, but also, I, I'm glad that she was honest. And I'm not ashamed of anything I said or anything Rachel said. Like, Rachel was incredible on that episode. And personally, uh, I'm a big fan of the Sky Daddy rant <laughs> that she made. But um, I can see why people like my mom were uh, maybe not as big of fans. The reason I bring it up here is just because I want to be honest with you all. And that's why I have this podcast, right? To start conversations. So I don't know what y'all think about this. I, I don't want to censor myself, but also I guess I don't want to make people feel like they're being attacked. How would you all respond to Ginger Lou in this moment? I don't know. I, I think it's important to take comments like that seriously and use it to better myself. Because I do want to be inclusive and all that. But yeah, with that said, on to <laughs> other things. I've been getting a lot of feedback about the podcast, though, not just, you know, from my mom. That one was important to talk about, I think. But I've been getting a lot of nice comments about recent episodes from people. You know who you are. And I just want to say thank you so much. It still kind of blows my mind that people listen and have something to say about it. And... Sorry, someone just texted me. Ugh, people are trying to make Father's Day plans, and it's kind of stressful. But yeah, basically, thank you for letting me know that you listen. That's it. Even if all you do is say, hey, I listened to that one episode, and it was great. Oh, that reminds me. Um, my friend Bianca of episode 81 fame. I think it was 81. That'll be really embarrassing if it's not. But uh, my friend Bianca, who has been a guest recently, is re-listening to all the episodes of Pickles and Vodka from the beginning, and she's sending me these one-sentence summaries for everyone, and it's been a lot of fun. When I have enough, I will share them with you all because um, it's always fun to take a little dive into the past, unless it's traumatic. Hopefully that's not the case here. I, I noticed that even though I've been through a lot of trauma, it, it reads like a comedy. <laughs> when I go back and listen to certain things that I talk about, it kind of sounds like another person was going through it, like not me. 
Ashley, that is a perfect segue into my conversation with Caroline answering a question that our cousin Ben submitted. Uh, Basically, he listened to episode number six that Caroline and I recorded in Seattle, in which we talk about family and nature versus nurture. Actually, that has a lot to do with what I was just talking about with my mom. See, we're all coming full circle today. Uh, So yeah, our cousin messaged me asking how we have changed since we made that episode, and I thought that the best way to answer would just be to grab Caroline and record ourselves. So, without further ado, Ben, this conversation is for you. Wait, okay, so it was a blank book, and then it came with sheets of stickers, and you would take the stickers off of the sheet and stick them (laughs) in the book at the location of your choosing. They had um, scenes. Some of them were, like, reusable, right? All of them were. All of them? All of them. You could peel them right off and put them somewhere else, but you could place them wherever you wanted on different settings, like a forest or I remember this Halloween one we had. It was spooky, like, scenes, like a cemetery, a Victorian mansion. I'm pretty sure we weren't allowed to have it. I wish I remembered that, but maybe my eyes were shielded because it was evil. Anyway, (laughs) the whole reason that we're... I'm taking Caroline to talk to her right now is because of a question that we got from our cousin Ben. Hi, Ben. Shout out to Ben. Ben has daughters. Do you think his daughters use sticker books? I hope so. Ben, go get them some stickers. Kelly seems like she would be the type of girl who also grew up with sticker books. I bet Kelly provides her children with sticker books. Oh, yeah. I hope so. At the least. Those were awesome. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm sure they're great parents. Believe me, they are. Yeah, Caroline, you lived with them for a while. I lived with them for, I want to say, over a year. We went through an entire pregnancy. (laughs) Just to be clear, that when she says we, she's talking about Ben and his wife, Kelly. Yeah. And um, their daughter, (laughs) their son. We shouldn't just dox all the whole family on the podcast. Yeah, I was thinking of that. I should make up names just in case. I mean, Ben and Kelly are pretty basic names. But I wouldn't start listing off their children. <laughs> oh my, we'll you cut should all really this out. Cut, cut it off. I, I, cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. Shut it down. <laughs> oh my god. Just don't like none of this is recorded, so it's fine. But um, Ben reached out. Yeah, Ben reached out and he said, "Hey, I finally started listening to Pickles and Vodka, and I'm listening to the episode where you two do um. Well, so to back up, it's episode number six. I'm moving to Seattle, and Caroline's driving with me, and we talk about our family and mental health and all that stuff. That's when it was. Yeah, it's such ancient history, and I was telling Christina I kind of block a lot in between out. Yeah, like, I, I it's a trauma response. I think I do that too. I don't really remember things. I don't like labeling so many things as trauma, though. Trauma this, is this could be so ambiguous, um, though. It could mean anything. Yeah, that, maybe that's the issue, because trauma could also mean something so crazy and so... Or it could mean nothing at all that impacted you in a big way. So trauma has no real meaning? It could just mean, like, problems you go through? I don't know. No, like, so. our childhood trauma still affects me, at least. Yeah, but not every hardship you go through is traumatic, right? Yeah, no, that's not what I mean. I think I'm kind of controversial on that, though. I like to take the word really seriously and have well, a diagnosis. Well, I do and too, stuff. and that's why I didn't consider what happened to me trauma for so many years because I was like, I don't have trauma. There's people have been through worse. I like no one, Ooh, you know, assaulted you wanna, me or anything. You never like, want to downplay the stuff that's actual trauma though that really affected you and still does today. Mm-hmm. 
I, it's funny because the stuff we talked about in 2019 it, that I just listened to, like in that episode, we're still talking about it now. Like we're still oh, figuring it what? out, how it affects us. We'll never have it all figured out. We'll never have it all figured out. So endless so, content. <laughs> Let me read Ben's message. So on Friday, he said, finally getting around to listening to Pickles and Vodka, starting with episode six on family featuring both of you. First, let me say that I'm proud of you guys for talking openly and honestly about things. This episode was from back in 2019. So how do you think each of you has changed since then? Very loaded question. I had to think about what was even going on. Me too. Well, that's why I was listening to bits and pieces of this before this, because I couldn't remember. All I knew is that we had just gotten to Seattle and we were just like watching horror movies and drinking wine. And then you went back to Charlotte where you were living at the time. Yes. Yeah. So I, my life has completely changed, but I think more than just my situation, it's been my mentality that's changed. Like, um, I'm not trying to fulfill some role to make somebody else happy anymore. I didn't know I was doing that, but I wasn't completely happy back then. Um, no offense to anyone who shaved me at the time. I just... Yeah. I was letting that happen. And I think I've grown a lot in confidence. And then something Ben always, we discussed this a lot, um, something he was really good at and I was not when I lived with them was being assertive. Hmm. And I think I've grown a lot more assertive. I'm still tactful, but I don't feel like I'm holding as much in anymore when I feel it's important to speak up for myself and have boundaries. You are the person whose opinion I trust the most, like because I know you're giving me your honest opinion. Yeah, like I feel it wasn't always like like that. Beep sometimes because (laughs) I feel kind of mean sometimes. Did you just bleep your own? I did, so you wouldn't. You know, I have technology. Oh, that's love. That is love. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) what about you, girl? Well, first I want to say that Ben's whole family is amazing. Um, so his mother, our aunt took me in to live with them after I dropped out of the Christian school in 2012. And so I lived with that aunt and uncle, Ben's parents, for a year and got really close to their whole side of the family. And that was the first time I had been close to extended family in years, like since I was a kid. We didn't really know any of them because we moved around so much. Yeah. And and then after I left that area, you moved in. Yep. They are the most warm, welcoming, and wonderful people because they saw that we were struggling with family issues like um, domestic violence with a sibling and just a lot of stress and craziness and they're the ones who approached us and said hey you might think that you're being strong by sticking around but you're kind of putting your life on hold and this can set a good example of how you can free yourself from a bad situation um, at least on my end. I never heard that. Yeah, that's. Um, I never heard that was the idea before. behind it like and Nancy and I had those conversations and they're forever people I will admire so much yeah. and love to death. But yeah, we both got to live with Aunt Nancy and Uncle Peter and then... And their whole side of the family. Like, Ben yes. is amazing. Ben is married and Shout has... Shout out to that whole family. We yeah, love we love them. But um, <laughs> one of the things I love about that family is that they're always asking deep questions like this. Yeah, Just out of the blue, randomly. We can be having like fast food at someone's kitchen table and then someone will be like, so, you know, how do you think you've grown in the last year. Yeah, on birthdays, they have a tradition of asking really meaningful questions to each other. 
Um, which is really funny because on our birthdays, we all go around saying what we love about someone. And it's just interesting how different families, like, I think... one is promoting growth and thought-provoking stuff. And then the other, like, is promoting, like, love and um, what we mean to each other. They both do both, but... They both do both. They both do both. <laughs> but... We do that, too, though. It's just different focuses, and it's so good to experience both. I just love their family so much. So, Ben, what I learned since we made that podcast episode, this this is going to tie everything together. It's the way that I approach family. Because when we made that episode, I was getting uh, as far away from family as I could. I had actually just, we had just been at that family reunion with our dad's side of the family. So we had actually just seen Ben and his family and all of those people. Uh, but I was drunk most of the time. I remember thinking, like, I, I can't wait to get away from all this family so I can just be myself. Because it's hard putting on a performance 24-7. And since then, family is everything to me now. Like, I love being close to everyone, being open with everyone like sharing my messy life with everyone and you do the same like we're all in each other's business and to some people that might sound like a nightmare but I love it so much because I've been without it for so long that's so good and I think now if there's one thing I learned it's that the place doesn't matter like what you do doesn't matter how much money you have doesn't matter it's like the people that are around you that really can be the difference between life and death and like a meaningful life and just like a mechanical life it's just I don't know I, I love my family, and uh, that's the biggest thing that's... Ch- I mean, I've always loved my family, but I'm just so grateful for you guys now and happy to be here, and that's a lot different. And also, I'm, I just am more confident. Like you said, I'm more confident Yay. in myself now. I love myself more. I still struggle to exist in this body, but, like, I'm trying to trust it more. That's awesome. Yeah, so, Ben, in a nutshell, those are our answers. Just nothing but growth and improvement from yeah. all of us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Do you think we've had setbacks? Oh, <laughs> my whole life is a setback. Oh, come on now. Um, I do notice that since I moved to Seattle, my anxiety has gotten 10 times worse, and mm. I lost my health insurance. That was an external event. Did but that it... coincide with COVID? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the That'll biggest happen. thing. <laughs> we, we, geez. Ugh. Yeah. We had COVID. Everyone's mental health got worse, but I think also a lot of people made some drastic changes that were positive because of COVID. I mean, I don't like to think about what if, like what if COVID had never happened? Like what if I I might still be in Seattle, but also I don't like to think about that. But you are thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Your lipstick looks amazing, by the way. Thank you. Caroline is a snack every day of the year. (laughs) You're so (laughs) awesome. So I'm like a gingerbread house combined with like an Easter egg combined with like a 4th of July popsicle. You just listed all the worst snacks. No, I'm talking about like for every holiday of the year. Every, I'm thinking of what... <laughs> what about one snack that's good all year round? What is that? to rule them all. One snack to rule them all. What is a snack you can enjoy consistently <sighs> consistently <laughs> that through the year that's delicious? And Apples, man. <laughs> Or a delicious apple. No, and a cheese what stick. is wrong with you? <laughs> ah, honestly, those are good. I never don't feel like those. <laughs> I was a just... cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, where's the lie? <laughs> I'm just staring at you, waiting for you to say more. Just make me laugh more. <laughs> 
watched me say something really, really weird. We've gotten a lot funnier than in the last two years. <laughs> um, I think we have a very professional, we've gotten more professional. We've gotten more beautiful. <laughs> you can't tell that because it's a podcast. But don't our voices sound more beautiful? <laughs> and smarter? We've gotten infinitely yeah. wiser. And you're a flight attendant now? I am. I'm, I'm loving that. I'm actually doing a job I really enjoy. I actually, okay, with my previous job in the I office. I love how you go straight back to serious mode and I don't even have to tell you to do it. I had to think about this. My previous job in the office, I went there and back like three different times because initially I went to college and then I moved back but didn't know if I'd be staying and then I did stay and it was, it was good but there were so many changes that happened there and it ended up with some negative consequences to my work-life balance. It had phases. Yeah. Like any long relationship, it has its ups and downs. Absolutely. And that was a long professional relationship. Yeah, overall, I think that's kind of rare in these times, and I was grateful for it. It gave a lot of stability, a lot of good relationships. Yeah, we don't have a lot of stable things in our lives over the years that have just, like, been in our lives consistently. That's true. Why do I struggle with that word so much? Consistently? That was beautiful. Thank you. But yeah, they they provided some consistency in your life. One word that is like that is the word conscience and conscious. Conscious. That get mixed up a lot. I am not quite conscious of... I'm not. See, <laughs> I told I'm you. I'm not conscious of my conscience, and when I am con- con- <laughs> conscious of your conscience, damn it, that's hard. That's what she said. So anyway, um, <laughs> this new job. I just pulled a ginger. Oh yeah, we love Ginger Lou a on the podcast. So anyway, yeah, I've told the listeners about Ginger Lou saying so anyway to change an uncomfortable subject. But anyway, um. Yes, so that was a good job, but oh. I didn't realize how Christina just... This, this is all over the place, I'm sorry. Christina just made that oh sound because her chair betrayed her and slid down like a I whole foot. I thought you did that. I did not. Her I'm chair gonna... just decided to... <laughs> Somebody pressed the floor one button on the I elevator. they know how an office chair works. Just making sure. They don't know if you're in, like, a rocking chair, I, an why would chair, I be in a, a rocking bag. Chair. If I was in a rocking chair every time I did my <laughs> podcast, I would advertise that. You are the oldest. What does that mean? <laughs> it's about time to get a rocking so chair. So all old people say? use rocking chairs? I beg to differ. They should. Where's the rocking chair in this household? I want one. <laughs> but do you have one? No, but I feel like it should be a rite of passage. God, these I office 30. chairs are way too complicated. How, the, how did that even way. happen? Oh. You just <laughs> pull the lever, cronk. It's funny because the reason I was messing with my chair is because I moved away from the microphone to vape. Wow. Because I know Caroline doesn't like it. And then I... I like vaping okay, like, secondhand. It usually smells pretty good. <laughs> I like... In my spare time, I enjoy secondhand vaping. <laughs> I just go out and find people vaping and just take Let's that go in. to the gym, and then afterwards we can hang in the parking lot, and you can vape, and I can vape. breathe it in, and then I can breathe in your pheromones. It's like, sounds like it's coming from, like, MGK and Megan Fox. How... Has your taste in guys changed... Not my taste. Um, I've never been attracted to one particular type, except for when I was younger. I really thought I was in tall guys and only tall guys, and I think that's pretty stupid. But what's your definition of tall? Well, it doesn't matter. Some people are like six foot or above only, and that's an <laughs> that awful. Like a jingle. <laughs> it does. And then between that and my only. beep, 
But that's just, that's a lot to ask for when you, ma'am, are only 5'4". Wow. I'm not talking about anyone in particular, but I see that online a lot. Anyway, um, I'm 5'3", so anyone a little taller than that is cool, so I can, like, make eye contact with them. Fair. But that's that's as far as physical types go. Um, I mean, I just was wondering if if anything changed in the way you approach dating since... 2019. Yeah, that's a better question. (laughs) Yeah, that's a better question. I think I just am not too interested in it, and I haven't been for a long time. I was really approaching dating to try to complete myself in some way, or occupy my time because I was bored, or I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm ready to date someone and it would be a positive thing, but I'm afraid that they would hold me back from my goals, Mm -hmm. because I've got goals now, which is an improvement. (laughs) And yeah, you always I, had goals, but they just changed. Yeah, but I've never had goals so concrete. Well, I was going to say, I had an idea to close out the segment. Maybe we can tell each other how we think we have changed. And I have a good one for you. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Let's do it. Over. So when you were talking about your goals and stuff, I was thinking how you've never been one of the... Hold on. I have to formulate this so I'm not just rambling. Yeah, you're good. Sorry. Off the record. Do you, um, here's a bonus pickles and vodka trivia. What is my microphone's name? Snowball. No, Snowball is just the brand. <laughs> but was I wrong? Our brother named it. He did? Andrew named it when he was on my podcast. Oh, no. Its name is Gary. I could have never. Is it because it looks like Gary the snail? I don't know. He just said, what if your its name is Gary. And I was like, that's weird. That's our uncle's name. And then he was like, well, what if it's not even a woman? Like, your microphone could be, you know, male, female, whatever, but still, Gary. Gary. You know, Uncle Gary deserves to have a microphone named after him. Don't we all? I I suppose. Go, Gary. I, I might not have health insurance, but I have a microphone named Gary. That's something. That is quite... I don't know what, but it's something... <laughs> All right, so you've always had important goals. Like, you've always known what you were good at, what you liked to do, and you've always talked about it. But I think you've gotten way better at equipping yourself to go after them. Like, in the beginning, I think you you wanted to be with someone and have a, you know, secure house and, like, do what you're supposed to do, go to school and all that. And you were trying to find security as the world. How do you see it? But now I think your idea of security has changed and (gasps) you've used the energy you were trying to use for security and now you're using it to propel yourself forward into uncertain waters, but the results are kind of breathtaking. Like, that's so sweet. I'm serious. Like, you basically, like, you left a nine-to-five job to become a flight attendant because you wanted to. You know, you moved in with mom and dad to save money because you knew how important it would be. And you didn't give a shit about what anyone thought. I saw you putting, like, all your cards in to your dream. And it was a gamble, but you did it fearlessly. And now you're just living your life. And it's, like, you probably don't even think about how revolutionary it is because it's just become your norm. Yeah. But but it's pretty revolutionary. And when I listened to this old episode that Ben listened to about just... Our lives were so different. We talked about that. Christina and I were trying to refresh ourselves on the episode, and we were kind of baffled at how different things were. Like, wait, that was what I was looking forward to? That's what I was talking about? But that was vital to our journey, as they say. Yeah, it's just crazy. You can kind of see that the seeds are there 
to who we were going to become, but we couldn't see it yet. Like, we were on our way to becoming our current selves, but we didn't know it. Yeah, it's going to be really cool in retrospect of these years. I think the next five will be really crazy. Well, really cool and also really sad. Like I get sad when I listen to old, my old podcast because... Ain't no time for that! Just know all the stuff that we had to go through to be our current beautiful, smart selves. <laughs> Just no matter what you take away from this, remember, we're very beautiful. We're very smart. Oh, yeah. And funny. And tall? <laughs> and tall. 5'8". That's a lie. <laughs> I'm 5'8". You know what? When I was in treatment, they tried to tell me I was 5'7". And I was like, I'm 5'8". I know I'm 5'8". Yeah. So now... Unless you shrunk. That happens when people are... When people have rocking chairs. (laughs) Oh my god. Alright. Well, that... Anything else you want to say to Ben? And or the listeners? Um, we were gonna talk about how, through my lens, how you've changed. Oh, I forgot. Because I got to have it, but you haven't had yours. Oh, I forgot all about that. That was your idea. Right. Because you're beautiful and smart. I already called myself beautiful and smart. Well, I am validating the shit out of that. Okay, so the ways you've changed, I think it's had a lot to do with not only being open about your struggles, because I think you always have been more successful at that than myself and a lot of people I know. Like, in retrospect, we all learn of each other's problems, but with you, you've been more open with it and more brave about it than most people would. Mm. which I've always been so inspired by and I always thought was so amazing but also you just decided to recover oh it wasn't that easy I know it wasn't like you woke up and decided that but I really saw you say I want to recover and then also take steps to actively recover it wasn't just some idea that you wanted to do eventually you actually took steps to, you know, put yourself through treatment, and I'm sure that was some hell. The thing is, when I took those steps, I, I want to say 90% of the time I didn't want to. I just did it. Like, sometimes you just yeah. have to do the thing and deal with it. Like, treat yourself like a kid. I've had to, like, reparent myself in a way in, in that I have to treat myself like a child. Like, all right, you're going to yeah. go to treatment. You're going to eat three times a day. Like, you're going to move closer to your family. I know this isn't the crazy, like, artsy, bohemian, lawless life that you wanted or yeah. that you thought you wanted, but this is ten times better. And there is freedom in structure. Like, there's freedom in routine. There's freedom in just letting yourself live a normal, quote-unquote, normal life. Whatever makes you feel safe. I think it's really cool how I've seen you kind of thrive. I think when you're in, if you want to call it a survival mode, you're just going through the motions, you don't have any hobbies aside from, you know, you go to work, Mm -hmm. you see some people maybe, but with you, I think it's a sign that you're really thriving and maybe, dare I say, happy with life. I'm very happy with life right now, I'll say it. I think it's a sign when your (laughs) hobbies start to come out, when extracurricular (laughs) things start to flourish. You good, fam? I'm, I'm okay. But I think it's really a good sign when I see you, like, riding your motorcycle, going to the pool on a random sunny day. Yeah. Like, wanting to cook and bake things and just hang out with us a lot. And this not... is the new phase of my recovery is having fun with food again and just, like, yes. I think I'm ready to start. You know how monumental that is? That's huge. I think that's a great sign. The thing is, what listeners need to know is that, like, with every new exciting stage of recovery, there comes new challenges. Like, Mm -hmm. the last time I had a huge breakthrough with food and I stopped counting calories, I think that was the last time I purged. I had, like, a little incident and I was... 
Uh, but then I was fine. I, I don't even remember when that was. It was so long ago. Like, See, months. That's progress. But as we talk about this new phase where I'm, like, excited about cooking and having fun with food again, I'm just saying, like, I might slip up or have, in, like, my body insecurity is really bad today and, like, all this stuff, but I left the house and came here and I, you know you there's things that are thing. more important than the way you look and maybe that's... that's what it's about also where your priorities are or not really because you could have the best intentions but be too scared to pursue it or too uh, like well trust the process in your problems but like yeah i failed enough times to know that the process will work if i let it i just have to stick through it and again it's me being a parent to myself like you just have to stick with this it's not going to be fun but yeah. i know by now that the process works I also realized in the last few years, you've recovered from broken relationships so fast, and <gasps> well, you really have. You've become so just really wise, and I guess you found ways to soothe yourself and just start thriving again and look after yourself more than, like, anybody else who's I mean, involved in your life. I just know that there's so many people out there, and, like, when one of them didn't work out... I just, I guess I had faith in people that there would be someone else out there. And also, I I don't know what like I'm trying to really say. Like, you really gained something from each experience. It wasn't Well, when you like say broken, exper- broken experience, when you say broken relationships, I don't know. That sounds dramatic. But also, there were... There were a few like I that. I have been through a lot of shitty well, relationships. Maybe, like, changed relationships. Relationships that went in a direction you didn't expect. Dude, when we recorded that podcast mm-hmm. three years ago, four years ago, I had only been with two people. No way. <laughs> and now, I, I like... Yeah, it's been crazy. No, it's I been mean, a wild ride, but, like... Anyone who's been with Sophie, like, they're lucky, I'd say. But, yeah. but that's pretty crazy. Well, yeah. My thoughts on that has changed, too. Yeah. We could go through every category of our lives and be like, all right, this is what's changed. We know how to talk. How has your nighttime routine changed? <laughs> what nighttime routine? What have your breakfast habits changed? Uh, I went from not a breakfast person to, you know, a breakfast person to only coffee to mini wheats lately. I switched from Um, hot French press to cold brew. I'd say it's a big deal. So anyway. I started wearing overalls. (laughs) That and jumpsuits have always been your thing. Fun trends that we've had. Fashion moments? Fashion moments! That's what Ben is here for. Fashion moments for the last three years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would say it, but I don't think, like... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think everyone would want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that. That's something I'm honest oh, about. Are you Jeez. talking about, like, personal hygiene? You can put this off the record, because not every male listener will care, but I've gone to wear just pasties. And... Dude, I recently have been seeing so many posts about women not wearing bras anymore, and it makes yes, me so happy. Especially when you have big titties, and you just start not caring. It's so like, nice. sorry if I bother you with my body. Yeah. <laughs> it's you not know, even... I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> cut this, because this is important, and I'm so uncomfortable talking about it, too. What? It's funny how I said male listeners might not care, but, like, who cares if you're male or female? Some female people don't like to... Cut that out, actually, because I don't want to be disrespectful to people who identify I'll probably cut out this whole section. Yeah. Oh, well, we just had a big conversation about boobs that we're not going to publish, but... Don't um... you mean titties? (laughs) (laughs) Why say boobs when you can say titties? I don't know. You wanted me to cut it out because it was... It just didn't have to do with anything. Elevator music again. 
or cutting out the explanation of the cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> Look how... <laughs> I just saw the volume bar on our recording track. It's all red. It's all red it's... because I'm too loud and I'm too all up in this microphone. <laughs> Gary and I are getting awfully close. <gasps> oh, we have no yeah. personal boundaries. Gary, my genderless microphone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, Gary. Oh, Caroline. Oh, Ben. It's been great with the four of you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you feel close to everyone today? I do. Well, thank you, Ben, for texting me. If you all decide to text me or message me with a comment about the podcast or about a previous guest, guess what? I might talk about it with them on air. And we might make you a little uncomfortable and laugh about it. And we could be going on about it for a whole for hours. Minutes. Oh my god! I told Caroline, can five I minutes, s- girl. At first, I was like, Caroline, can I steal you for twenty minutes? She was like, no. And then I was like, all right, how about five minutes? She was like, sure. And then I'm the one who's dragging this out. My plan <laughs> it's worked. Me. All right. Well, thank you, Caroline, it's so be much. May. Caroline, thank you for coming back on the podcast. No, Christina, it's a, it's a treat. Thank you. <laughs> All right, go get ready for the pool. We're so nice and pretty and smart. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, bye. All right, it is just Christina again. Thank you for listening to that. If you got through the whole thing, you're a trooper. Uh, I just think it's really cool that we have that episode to listen to. It's like, like having a record of our past selves. And sometimes we can't always see our past selves that clearly. Like, we don't all have recordings of ourselves having in-depth conversations from three years ago like that would be nice but um so when we do have that glimpse it's really cool to see how much we've changed so having said that i'm gonna wrap up this episode by reading the results to last week's pickle poll i really need a jingle for the pickle poll if someone wants to make something maybe i'll make it a regular part of my solo episodes who knows But the pickle poll this week is, what negative emotion were you able to reframe and use to the benefit of your mental health? Again, what quote-unquote negative emotion were you able to reframe and use to the benefit of your mental health? So I'm going to read the answers that y'all submitted, and then maybe if I have time, I'll talk about what I thought of the question. So uh, the first person to respond to this was Adam Lutch, who has been a guest on my podcast. He has his own podcast actually called I Didn't Read Your Book. Basically, he finds authors with new books and without reading it, he kind of does a a review of it. And it's really cool because people can discover new books and also it gives the writers a chance to kind of work on their elevator pitches. But um, Adam responded to this question by saying, The desire to be accepted and to fit in was debilitating for most of my life. Then, after a series of obvious incidents, exchanges, I realized that people don't accept me because of who they are, and I just happen to be surrounded by people who look at life in the wrong way. It seemed like an arrogant position until I started my channel and started finding people I respect who understood that I had a lot to say that is too real for normal people to deal with. I realized I have to play a character to be a part of society because society has devolved into a very slim bandwidth of humanity. Realizing that I basically just don't fuck with people outside the context of my channel. LOL. I actually found that response really comforting because I've kind of come to a similar position just by having my podcast. I realized back in 2018 that 
it wasn't that the people just couldn't handle my realness. It was that I felt like I couldn't be real in front of a lot of the people in my life. And um, to be fair, once I did start talking about this stuff in a more in-depth way, a lot of people were up for it. But that is a risk that you take by allowing your true self to flow through. You do risk alienating people. But as Adam was saying in his comment, that can be a good thing. Like, if those people just don't want to fuck with you, then don't fuck with them. You know, there's a lot of people in the world. You can, everyone should be able to be their own person and choose the people that are in their life. So yeah, thanks for responding, Adam. That gave me a lot to think about. Uh, My friend, Rachel, Rachel W. uh, There's a few Rachels that I've had on the podcast over the years, but Rachel W. says, anger still scares me. Sadness is comfortable. I think most females are conditioned that way, unfortunately. Yeah, actually, I was uh, gonna say that that's part of my answer too, Rachel, how uh, anger was painted for many years as a negative emotion, um, because I, I did grow up in a culture where women are traditionally more meek and Uh, don't express themselves as openly. Like, I know we live in the modern age where women are equals and all that, but I think there's still a lot of unspoken expectations that women are supposed to be, uh, to to not blow up. Oh, my mom just texted me, you still want the oven on? I turned it on to make cookies, then I came back up here to record and I forgot about it. I'll make this fast. So yeah, Rachel says that the negative emotions that ended up helping her mental health were anger and sadness. Uh, Bianca, who was on a few episodes ago, like I said, she says, I think my depression and experiences of loneliness and whatnot have made me more empathetic to others and genuinely interested in knowing people rather than just knowing people on the surface. I think that some people might think I'm nosy, but I'm just trying to make deeper connections, I swear. You know, I think that's interesting. People do get to get a little weird if you are super interested in them and just want to hang out with them all the time. I, I think because I grew up homeschooled, I didn't really have a good grasp on social cues. And so I think sometimes I came on a little strong. Also, like Bianca said, it, it, just being genuine is really important. And sometimes society makes it hard to feel like you can be genuine. Uh, my friend Sid said anger. 100,000%. And um, then I asked, what would you say to someone who has internalized the idea that anger is destructive and offensive? So similar to what Rachel was saying, anger. And Sid responded, when you feel anger, it's a sign that something ain't right, whether that's enforcing your own boundaries or something else. There's a misalignment there. It might take a bit of digging to determine what action to take to realign it. And it may be an external action or some internal reflection and grounding. Anger is a very good guide. Follow it and be brave to find the truth of the situation. I think the reason people don't want you to feel anger is because they're afraid of what that anger will unleash. Like if you do follow your anger, like Sid was saying, you might come to a really unpleasant place, uh, whether unpleasant for you or unpleasant for others, but that's usually indicative that some something needs to change if you're feeling anger. Uh, So yeah, if you follow it and be brave, it's a good guide. It could lead to growth, honestly. Okay, so I think that's all the Instagram comments. If I forgot to read your answer, I'm so sorry. I'm still trying to find a way to organize these. But the last answer that I want to share comes from Flesh Daddy, aka Alyssa. She sent in another voice recording to answer this one. So here it is. Would spite be considered a negative emotion? Probably not. I, I, I guess anger. Anger. I had really bad anger issues 
when I was younger. I was frustrated constantly with everything all the time. Um, and I kind of use that energy after, you know, so many years of just kind of taking everyone's crap and taking everyone's abuse that I just, um, I used my need to spite everyone as fuel to succeed. It's the reason that I worked so hard in college. It's the reason that I, I continue to, you know, try and change and grow and it's all out of spite. Thank you so much, Alyssa, as always, for sending in your beautiful voice to start a conversation. Um, I loved what you said. I think one theme that I'm gathering from all these answers is that people don't like to see anger or spite. You know, it's not a pleasant emotion. But one thing I'm starting to realize is that a lot of the unpleasant emotions are actually most beneficial to us. We just spend so long pressing them down because we don't we're afraid of them, uh, and for good reason. So something to think about. Um, I wrap this up now and go finish making these cookies. Um, I'm really excited about them because they're peanut butter sandwich cookies from Cooks Illustrated, uh, which is a magazine from which I used to get a lot of recipes as a kid. Um, I was like one of the main cooks in our family of nine, and so I used to be really good at making recipes and feeding a bunch of people and having fun doing it. And I'm, I'm worse at it now, obviously. I'm in eating disorder treatment, but I feel like I'm finally at a place where I can start having fun with food again, uh, like I said with Caroline. And so, yeah, I'm going to go make these cookies and hopefully they turn out amazing. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, remember, I'm always scheduling guests. I have a really great guest next week. We're going to talk about diets and body positivity and all this other fun stuff. Uh, really in my alley. So tune in next week for that. And I would share the next pickle poll, but I don't have it yet. So look out for that on Instagram and just keep being cool. I hope y'all stay safe and just keep having these hard conversations. They make the world go round. They definitely make my podcast go round. <laughs> I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Hello friends, it's Christina again. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com, or DM me on Instagram at picklesandvodkapodcast. Stay safe and have a good week.